growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Okay, ladies and gents, we are back for another interview on our Beauty Boss series. And I just love this series and hopefully you do too. Finding inspiration and just connecting with amazing artists. And today on the podcast, we have Paula McDonald, and she's going to tell you her story of how she's grown over the years and really grew her permanent makeup business. If you have seen her work, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, go start stalking her now because it's amazing. And I watched her work and seen it in the permanent makeup communities. And I just thought, oh my gosh, it's just so amazing to see her work. And then I got to listen to her on a clubhouse interview where she was on the panel uh, speakers and kind of talking to people. And I thought, oh, she has so much wisdom to share. And I knew it'd be a great fit for my audience. So yes, you guys get to meet her today. Welcome, Paula. Oh, thank you so much. What a lovely introduction. <laughs> that's that's finished now. That's enough. I don't want to mess that up. It was too good. <laughs> no, no. So tell the audience a little bit about how you got started in permanent makeup and bring us up to speed. Okay, I will keep it as short as I can. It's quite a long story, actually, but I'll, I'll try and make it tiny if I can. Basically, I got into permanent makeup after I had my own brows tattooed. I was very sick after I had my little girl. And I lost my brows and I had them tattooed and that was it. As they say, as soon as I felt the way that I felt after doing it, I thought I have to do this. I've got to do it. And I do have an art background, which is really good. And it just all fell into place, actually. It was lovely. It's good. And I love my job so much. (laughs) Yeah. Now, did you have a tattoo background or just an art background? No, just an art background. I never tattooed anyone. No, no. Wow. That's so cool. And so when you were first learning this and you were starting to grow your business, how did that journey start for you? How did you first get clients? Like, how did you get the ball rolling in your business? Okay. So I was really lucky in this industry, actually. The person that I had gone to, to tattoo my brows, actually took me on as an apprentice. So I had a full apprenticeship. So I was really lucky. Didn't have the two-day training. You know, I had loads of months to learn it. So it was amazing. And then after about a year and a half, it was time to go out on my own after that. And again, I've just been so lucky, you know, count myself very lucky every day and I'm grateful every single day. I've never really had a massive issue having clients. A lot of them found me from my previous workplace and I only live in a little town outside Glasgow, so it's tiny. So word spreads really quickly. So very lucky. But yeah, I've got a bit of a social media presence now. I'm definitely a bit older than some of the people out there, so I don't do too much on there, but I try really hard. (laughs) I try. 
Yeah. And I, so there's two things I want to point out for that, for anybody that is just starting. And if you're like, oh, but I didn't get, you know, I did just have the two day training. I didn't get the apprenticeship because that really is Mm -hmm. rare to find somebody that will take you on. But if you don't have that, the next thing that you have to do is just go out and find it. Like that's what a lot of us did. We just continued to be learners and look on the internet and read and study and practice and go to conferences and take extra classes, even if it's in other countries or you have to travel for them. So you just have to be proactive. But one of the other things I wanted to point out that Paula said is, I mean, first of all, she's being humble and saying that she's lucky. She's putting out this great energy that is coming back to her, right? Like if you, you know, there's an expression that like, if you think about the word, if you think about the color brown, everywhere you look, you're going to see brown, right? If you think that things are bad, everywhere you look, you're going to see bad. But here, Paula is saying the opposite. Everywhere she looks like she's just radiating this good energy and people are coming to her. So I just love that. Oh, thank you. I think positive energy attracts positive energy. I believe that very much. I really do. Yeah, so, so true. Absolutely. So now take us through a time when maybe, you know, because I always say like the internet paints like this beautiful picture of like the finished product and they don't see all the edits and all the behind the scenes and all the times where you're going to you know pull your hair out or yeah. feeling like maybe I don't have this right so take us through a time where maybe you were struggling or had some doubts all the time it still happens now I don't think it ever goes away and I'm, I'm quite vocal you might have noticed I try very hard to be very real because much of the stuff online is so misleading because it's all very tailored photos, edited photos, the best of 100 clients. And people learn more from just seeing our regular clients, normal people. And to remember that we all have those clients and they're our bread and butter. So let's embrace them and show them on social media and think it's a good thing. It can only help other artists starting out because it's the most disheartening thing to see glossy, shiny eyebrows on everyone that are perfect and they don't really exist. Very rarely, very rarely do we get that skin. So I'm very much in the belief that put it all out there and let everybody see everybody. And your 90-year-old client with her little tiny eyebrows, she's the best. She'll tell all her friends and I want to show that to the world. But yeah, try and not be too disheartened, I think, is the message there because much of it's smoke and mirrors, unfortunately. Yeah, um, that's a bit, mean. a bit mean to say it, but it's true. That is true. It is true. You know, I was listening to a podcast interview with Elizabeth Gilbert, who is the author of Eat, Pray, Love and Big Magic and a few um, really good books. And she was saying, you know, for the first seven years, she struggled and people only know her as like a super successful author and writer. Right. But she yeah. struggled and was waiting tables and doing all of these things before she had her, you know, breakout book. And so you think that like that artist was just, you know, brilliant and it's all perfect, but it's not. Yeah, not at all. And it's, that's the building blocks to make you a great artist is to have those really bad times. But you learn so much from that. If you jumped in and everything was perfect, you gain yourself an ego and complacency. And that's not ideal for anyone really. So I say embrace all the difficult ones. It will make you better in the, in the long run. Yeah, so, so true. 
And so is there a moment that you can think of where you were just like, you did a pair of eyebrows or you did something and then you were just like, I don't even know if I can continue. Was there ever a moment that you can think about that or going out on your own where you felt some doubt? Oh, absolutely. When I had my own clinic and started out on my own, I thought, oh my goodness, I've got no one. I walked away and I had nobody. And as I say, I've been incredibly lucky, but there was that first month when we put ourselves out there and said, we're going for it. That was a waiting game and that was scary. (laughs) It was really scary. Um, Taking on a new shop, buying all the equipment, everything else. But um, thankfully, you know, you've got to take a leap of faith and it it worked this time. So, yeah. yeah, but of course I was nervous. Absolutely. Yeah. Was there a big lesson that you learned or like something that stands out as a big lesson over your career? Yes. Get yourself an accountant that does everything. <laughs> I'm not into doing that at all. I just make eyebrows. Um, but overall, I think the biggest lesson I learned is don't always think that the only thing that you were taught is the only thing that you can do. It's okay to branch out. It's okay to try other things. And actually, you learn so much from that. I was taught a very sort of static way of tattooing, and it doesn't really work for me. I'm a bit of a free spirit. And it took me a while to find that. So I think once you've learned the basics, don't be afraid to give things a go. You know, that's how that's how we discover new things. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's how you put your individual mark on it, right? And really make yeah. it your own. Absolutely. Yeah. And do you have some examples of that or ways that you feel like you've branched out and things that you're excited about? Yeah. I mean, the things that I think even now I harp on about all the time is when I I was very, very use that needle and now I use all the needles, you know, use that pigment line and that's all you know. But when you start using other ones, you get so many more beautiful results. Even just the shape of my brows, the way that I do my hair strokes now, they're much more along the the line of being artistic now, whereas before they were, you know, they were a bit like chevrons really, which wasn't that pretty. But yeah, just everything. I've changed everything over the years. I don't, don't think I do a single thing the same as I used to. It's fun learning. Yeah. And isn't that so true? Like that is the journey. Like we think about it and we think that it's always, it's interesting. I find that so many times when beauty professionals come to me and students and they're wanting help with their business, they're so afraid of change. And there's that expression that the only thing that's constant is change. And that your journey is going to be, you know, the ups and the downs, and it's going to keep changing and evolving. And that's when you're going to come up with your best stuff. Like really, that's really where the gold is in kind of seeing how you can take it and then, you know, learn from it and branch out from it. And they're afraid to have that branching out. I think really it's, it all comes down to like fear of failure, that type of thing. Of course it is. And and never give in to fear. Don't let that be the reason not to do something. Obviously, if if money comes into it or location comes into it, that's something you can't control, but we can control the fear. We can. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes, though, I notice also that I have students that get like in this perfectionism mode. And so Mm. they just, instead of like trying new things, I'm really focusing on more of like their business and their marketing side, but even on their artistic side, like trying new things in any area of their business they say, well, it's not good enough yet. Like I'm not good enough to do live video or whatever it is. And almost there's an expression that the perfectionism is just fear in fancy shoes, right? Absolutely. You know, like people will be like, they're afraid of finishing 
or sometimes even starting because they're afraid of it not being perfect. Yeah, that's so true. I think as well, and particularly in permanent makeup, you know, we have some diva attitude sometimes, you know, and that's fine. You know, that's just the way it is. But I think the fear of putting yourself out there, the fear of other people judging you is holding you back from being you. And really the only people that matter are your clients and your students. Anyone out there, you know, yeah, you want to have a presence and it's nice for people to say that's amazing. But people need to remember that that's not our market. That's not who we're putting ourselves out to. It's the people that are going to pay the wages at the end of the day, isn't it? And um, don't be scared. Do it. (laughs) Definitely do it. Yeah. (laughs) So I know there's always so many pieces of advice, but like, what would you say to your younger you, like, you know, when you were first starting or even somebody that is maybe struggling in their career right now as a permanent makeup artist? I think what we spoke about before is don't be afraid of change. I think change is ever evolving and we have to evolve with it. That's the biggest one, I think. Also, don't be afraid to do something new because just because someone else does something, it doesn't mean you have to. I think that's the message, really. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Not all true. Don't believe everything you see on the internet. Most of it's nonsense. And just really focus on your work and you. And you won't go far wrong. Yeah. And what do you find inspiration in or what, how do you keep your creative juices going? Like, what do you study now? What do you look at now? Like, how do you keep sharpening your skills? Everything, everything. I design everybody's eyebrows. It drives me insane. Everyone on the TV, they all have new eyebrows by the time the program's finished. All the time. It's a nightmare. I never stop drawing. I never stop doodling. I've always got new brow stroke patterns on the go. I like to layer colour, I like to do things, I like to play different ways to see if I can get better results, mostly to cause less trauma is usually the the, the reason behind why I do things, because you get better heels, the less trauma you've got, you get a better heel, just keep on playing, just keep trying stuff, it's fun, and I I do it all the time, but my inspiration comes from really bad eyebrows on TV, sometimes a dream up a new pattern, and that's where that comes from. Colour, I'm obsessed with colour and I see things and everything, to be honest. That's the artist in me, though. I've always done that. (laughs) Well, I love the way you say play, right? Because if you look at it as play and that can get your creative juices going, like you're going to be, you know, not as fearful, right? If you're looking at it as play. Absolutely. I, I think if you're not enjoying it, then you have to change something because we should enjoy our job. This this is a fun job. And I think we should feel so incredibly lucky to do it. It's a privilege sometimes. And if you're not enjoying it, you've got to find a way around that to, to find the enjoyment in it. And it definitely mm-hmm. is playing. Yeah. <laughs> and do you get your clients through word of mouth or did you start with paid ads or how did you? Very much Facebook actually is where we started out and Google. We got some through Google. But I would say between 90 and 95% of my clients now is word of mouth. And we do do a survey every few months because it really helps. We ask every client that comes in the door, how did you find out about us? And we just tick it off and just just for our own own basis, you know. But um, yeah, very much word of mouth now. But Facebook ads worked for a little while. Um, Not so much now. I don't do paid ads anymore, actually, just because we're in this position. But yeah, just putting ourselves out there. I like a bit of a story. Clients engage if you give them something to talk about. 
if you tell them why they need something, they talk to you, which, which helps massively. So we, we tend to do that. And um, yeah, but Facebook is still where we get most people contacting us. Yeah. So you're telling the story of your client. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I recently heard this. I'm actually, I'm, I'm talking at the Society of Permanent Cosmetic Professionals this weekend, their conference is in Las Vegas. And my presentation is, is on marketing trends. But one of the things that I say in the presentation is the power of stories in our marketing. And I heard the statistic that it takes the average person about 400 times to learn something. But Mm -hmm. when it's in a story or a song, we learn it in half the time. Oh, amazing. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? It is. Yeah. The when it's in a song, I think about like ABCs, right? Yeah. Like learning it when you, you remember it because it's in a song and anything like that's in a story or a song people connect with and remember so much longer and better. Yeah. We need to PMU, a PMU series of songs. That should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you, you don't want me singing. <laughs> uh, do you have a staff? I wanted to ask, uh, do you, because I think you, do you have anybody that works with you now or tell me about yeah. how your business has evolved? So I actually own the business with with my baby sister. So she will be let loose on the PMU world very soon. We're training her at the moment. We also have a clinic for skin specialists and for fibroblasting, so plasma as well. So we own the business together and we just about six months ago took on our first member of staff and she does all our admin and keeps us very organized. We're not very good at that part. She's really good at it though. So yeah. So we do, we've got our first member of staff and hopefully we'll have a second one by the middle of next year. So yeah. That's nice. And and anytime you're going through that new growth, that's always challenging too, right? It is challenging and it's it's finding people that work well with you, your clients have the same ethos as you. So yeah, it's really challenging, but she's amazing. We're, we're really lucky to have her too. She's, she's hilarious. So she keeps us going. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's so funny because I always advocate for my students to get virtual assistants because I, for my business, I had people that worked in-house and for for me personally, everybody's different, but for me, it became so much to manage that I, I realized I started to feel like I was babysitting people. And Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, this is not the part that I enjoy. Like I enjoy, you know, the work of the doing and that type of thing and helping people and not, you know, managing. And so but the great thing about virtual assistants is, you know, they're like their own boss in, in a lot of ways. You know, you give them the assignment, they, yeah. you know, but you don't have to worry about like FaceTime and them checking in. And I just had a student of mine who I told her for the longest time, like she needed to get someone, she got someone and she's like, there's no turning back now. So when you bring yeah. someone on, like when you have a, a good team member, you're like, oh my gosh, what a lifesaver, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, she's invaluable. I couldn't be without her. I love her. Yeah, she's great. So, so, so good. Yeah. And do you think that you could have hired her before? Like a lot of times we don't feel ready to hire someone, but then once we hire them, we're like, oh my gosh, I, I could have used you years ago. Oh, massively. So absolutely. And I w- if anybody can do it and they can afford to do it, I would say do it sooner rather than later, because it lets you focus on the bits that you really love and not the tedious parts that other people are better at. People with an artistic mind tend to not be very good at the the other stuff. So get someone who is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the right the right brain and the left brain. That's exactly it. And yeah, usually absolutely. 
when I'm interviewing, I interview for the personality traits that are like opposite of me that I'm looking for somebody (laughs) that is going to be more organized and that likes to put together all the paperwork and the spreadsheets and stuff like that. Cause that I do not enjoy um, that. I'm I'm finding somebody that's like that. And it's so true because when you, I love that point that you just made, they'll actually end up paying for themselves, but you feel like sometimes like it's not in the budget, but you don't realize that it, it really can be in the budget. In honesty, if I was to really go to the nitty gritty and the amount of time that she saves me every day, I can do a new set of eyebrows in that time and that pays her wages 10 times over. So it's absolutely a no brainer. It really is. Yeah, for sure. So good. And that's just another one of those like fear things, right? Like that's just, you know, grandpa fear in the back of our mind, you know, trying to keep us safe. But like sometimes I have to say, I appreciate you. I know you're just trying to keep me safe. Uh, the little voice in my head. I, I appreciate you, but you're going to have to like pipe down now. <laughs> to, one of those moments that you're trying to do something big. So, okay. Now I want to get just into just geek out on some of your favorite so of the moment. I know they're always changing, but, but give us your favorite machine, needles, pigments. People always like to know those things. So do you have a favorite? Oh, Absolutely. So my favourite machine for the past three years has been Mazion, Mazion S. Still, I love it. And I keep buying new ones and I keep going back to it. So Mazion S. I also really like the Axis um, Valkyr, which is the baby Valhalla. Oh. I like that too. Um, I still have Bel Air. I keep on going back to Bel Air, but everybody's been talking about that Valhalla. But okay, that's good to know. Yeah, it's, it's really good, really good. And the cam is on the outside, which I really like. So it's really easy to change it. Um, but if I had to pick one, it's still my Zion. It, it always will be, I think. My favorite needles, Natina Davies. I love precision cartridges. I think they're my all time favorite. They're the new ones. Needles. Oh, they're amazing. I was really lucky and she actually sent me some to test and I was part of the testing team. And at first, I'm, I'm always nervous about that because I'm a little bit fussy. But thankfully, the people that send me stuff, they know how fussy I am and they also know how honest I am. And I will tell people if I hate things, which is really yeah. rude, but I can't help it. <laughs> but um, thankfully, I love those. And I would say they are right up there in my top three and what I reach for most at the moment. And pigments, I have two ranges that I love. I love the Golden Eye Color Essence and I love Hanami pigments. They're the two ranges that I use pretty much all the time. And is there a favorite needle configuration or do you just just use no. them all? I use them all. If I had to pick one, I'd probably choose a big fat, a big fat single needle. So maybe a 0.3 one round liner. But um, no, I use them all. I use all different ones all the time. Yeah. It's like a little collection of paintbrushes in needle form. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. So good. Okay. So now when you look back at, you know, all of the things that you've done, is there something that you're really excited about for the future? I think the training side of things, I've now got my own training academy. So I'm really excited to sort of try and impart the knowledge that best I can and do it in a way that people go into the industry the way that I did. So, you know, really armed well and not jumping out there and being terrified. That's that's my hope in life. I'm really excited about, I've got a webinar coming soon, which I'm quite excited about. And in honesty, just learning and watching the industry grow and change and just doing my job, honestly. I'm really easily pleased. <laughs> just like 
I just enjoy my job. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's coming next. Yeah. Is there a piece of advice that you usually give to permanent makeup artists on their skill itself? Like not the mindset part of like, you know, get mm-hmm. over your fear, but like the skill part. Is there a favorite piece of advice that you have for that? Yeah, always practice. Never think that you know it all. Never stop practicing either. As soon as you stop practicing, your skills become obsolete. So yeah, that's that's the biggest bit of advice I give my students from day one. Nobody else is going to do it. You have to do it yourself and you have to do it a lot to get there. So yeah, that's such a boring answer, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. So basics, fundamentals, the foundation. Yeah. Awesome. So before we finish up, I want to ask you, what brings you joy? My children, my babies. <laughs> Uh, and tell us a little about them oh so I've got a little girl she's 15 and a little boy 12 and they are just my whole life I adore them I do and um, everything I do is for them so they keep me going every day nice so good so good and is there anything that you want to add that would make this complete I think just anybody starting out anybody having a little lag in their skill set a little bit of a doubt just google imposter syndrome we all have it as permanent makeup artists it's so real and just remember that as much as it's a lonely industry there's tons of people out there that you can go to and don't be too shy put yourself out there you'll make good friends and you'll make people that can help you as well so yeah I think that's my advice (laughs) yeah I love that well Paula McDonald thank you so much for being here so guys What we'll have you do is just take, if you're listening to this, take a screenshot of your iPod or your, however you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to it, take a screenshot, tag us both on social. Paula, what is your social that they can handle that they can find you at? So I'm Paula McDonald on Facebook Um, for the business name. It's at Dermica Beauty. Say that again. Derma what? It's Dermica. So Dermis. I like like things to refer to the skin. So Dermica. Dermica Beauty. Dermica Beauty. Got it. Okay, guys. (laughs) And then tag us both so we know that you like the episode and maybe even your favorite gem that you got from all of this wisdom. So as always, thank you so much for being with us here today, both the listener and Paula. And guys, we will see you back on another episode next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about and also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, Hugs and High Fives. See you next week.